Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. I don't know, you get through 200 episodes, and then you have to do episode 201. Actually, if you got through episode 200... Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. You're if I could beast. send you a gold star... I would send you a gold star. If you haven't got through episode 200, then you're a quitter. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a marathon. It was quite the marathon, even for us. We was you were actually horrible after it, weren't you? You was like, in oh a, yeah, they destroyed. Yeah, it. I was. It destroyed me. Emotion, I was in a, emotionally, mentally. You were. I was just drained. There was nothing left. There was. I was a shell of a man. <laughs> you went primal. You you were super angry after I it. I was. And you, poor you. You had to be. On the tube with me in a, in a contained space. It's dangerous. <laughs> the worst side of me came out. <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't do that again no, very soon. No. We'll wait for 300. We've got quite a while we've, till then. We've got to ask each other 150 questions. Yeah, and then we're going six hours long. <laughs> uh, good idea in theory, not not maybe no. not so great in practice. I don't know. It's like the opposite of those um, silent retreats. It's the opposite side of that. You have a constant retreat with each other, <laughs> which sends you to madness rather than to peace and tranquility. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so if you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jem Yordis. And this is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the millennial podcast. So we kind of use the milestones as kind of an opportunity to, to change things up a little bit. Flip to, on its head. Yeah, that's right. To... to to what now? Flip on its head. Yeah, exactly that. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Well, it's not quite so a flip things on its head kind no, it's of. Just, but we're we're changing things up. We like to we like to evolve. You know, we might we might evolve for a bit and then decide actually no, let's go back to our prehistoric ways. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> we've we, we've tried something and then gone like nah, maybe not. Too much effort. Uh, YouTube. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what we've decided to do is that we're going to be a little bit more kind of uh, magazine style, a little bit more segmented as a show. So, rather than it be necessarily just one whole subject, we're going to bounce around a little bit. We're going to be like the fresh. podcast version of Zap. Yeah. If anybody remembers what yeah. Zap was, uh, that could be aging us significantly. Cuthbert Lily. Exactly. Yeah. Where if it's going to go. That. You just see the screen moving yeah. around. Where are we going to stop? Like, you're kind of like, oh, I hope they go there. And there's always that one that they never ever went the to. The rare one, innit? That you're just like, will they ever go there? And I don't think they ever did. I don't think they did. No. no. We'll, we'll put a link to Zap just for those who are uh, oh, thinking, what the that's hell are we talking about? Nostalgic as. Hell, we are the millennial podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Some throwbacks it's, to childhood. Right. 
Um, so we're going to do a little bit of a rundown, a quick rundown of what we're going to cover. We're going to throw in quite a few segments this episode just to kind of test shit out. And there is going to be a lot of testing shit out over the next few weeks. So let us know what you think um, at PN underscore podcast on the Twitters. Um, so complaints at powerfulnonsense.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set that up. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to experiment. We're, in fact, we're going to bring back. This, this is proper nostalgia for those that are long-time listeners of the show. I mean, by popular demand. <laughs> by popular demand, we're bringing back the quote of the week, uh, which we'll get to in a moment. Then we're going to explore the story of the week, uh, talking likes and whether or not they're a good thing. Um, then, new segment, downtime. That's what we're going for, which is basically shit that we've been doing when we've not been working. Um, then we've got a little bit of tech news, a little bit of millennial news, uh, followed by... Are we going to cover your favourite failure? Why not? I yeah. don't mind. We're going to throw in Jem's favourite failure, at least that's on his mind at the minute. So, quote of the week. This was your choice, Jem. So, been listening to a bit of Ben Howard. I don't big, think I've ever listened to Ben Howard. Big I'm fan. I'm sure you recommended him... You recommended him on the episode 200, did you not? There you go. You did. So I'll probably throw the quote in the actual live version of him singing this. But yeah. there's one quote that's been standing out to me in his songs at the moment. And it's a track called The Fear. And there's a bit of the chorus where he says. And what I like about that is this idea that you will get what you deserve based on how much work you put in. So it's mm. this idea, you won't just get anything for nothing. It's that kind of reap what you sow. You've got to put in the work. And I really like that lyric and it kind of nails it home, maybe because it's in music form. But it's one of those lyrics that I'm like, every time I listen to that track, I'm like, I might just like share this out. I might put this as a tweet. Yeah, so, do it. A like, little Instagram screenshot where you, this is what I'm listening to, put in the quote for the episode. I've, uh, done, for the, I've done it. I've done that before. Well, there you go. So that See? is... I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> that is my quote of the week. Yeah, really good. I actually, I, I second that. It is a good quote. I, when I saw you put it up there, I was like, that's, mm. a, that's, a, that's a good quote. It's when people say like, oh, I wish I could have all these things and I wish I could be doing that. And I'm like, yeah, but in honesty, if you're being totally honest with yourself, do you think you deserve that based on your mm. current effort? And I think a lot of the time people be like, actually, probably not. No. In the same way that Wayne's still craving those abs. And I'm like... I, do you deserve them? I've fallen off the horse big time, dude. Who knows? I'm on a two-week streak of just like shit. <laughs> we'll get you back in there. Uh, yeah, no. I even, I even, re I resist. I've gone back to resisting the salad. I resisted the salad today. As in, you didn't have it. Or I, I thought about having it, and I went, nah, not in the mood. Oh god. Got to so get I've, you back. I've really gone back to old habits. We've got to get you back in, Wayne. So, and I was making such good progress. You was. It was the Royal key. Rumble, man. As I say, you'll become what you deserve. And at the me. moment, you're deserving. I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it kind of, I was thinking about this quote. It kind of does go back to uh, that recent episode that went out about being an unentitled influencer. And I think that was the, kind of the crux of the episode, really, was did, did she deserve it? There you go. Go back to that episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, so... Let's go to the story of the week. <laughs> Who 
this is a brand new, at the time recording, brand new article. I think it's two days old at this point. Me and Wayne have some theories that we talk about stuff and then suddenly the news appears. It always fucking happens. Because one of my- I brought this up in episode 200. Where I asked you, what would you remove on social media? Yeah. And I said, the like button. And some fucker agrees. In fact, <laughs> oh, episode 200 hasn't gone out yet. Damn it. I can't even make that claim. But anyway, <laughs> this is from Mashable. Unless, unless, is your, is your place bugged? Is it wired? Could be. <laughs> exactly. Somehow. Somehow. Fuckers know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was an article on Mashable. Uh, and the idea was that basically Facebook and other social media platforms should remove the like button. Based on mental health issues, which they're saying, yeah, there were are, stats and stuff as well that they're throwing. It was in. the usual stats they're saying that obviously mental health is rising amongst young people, mm-hmm. and actually a lot of it's down to these like buttons. People want the attention, and they crave mm-hmm. the attention, and they're saying actually, if you remove that signal, then actually maybe people would be less likely to have to dress up a certain way to get the likes or to post to get attention. Mm-hmm. And interesting Where, debate it was. Yeah, I think so. Where do you fall on the fence? Do you think the like button should go? Um, do you think I, it should stay. I think I think both ways because even in the article they mentioned number one oh, yes people will you're go literally on the fence I am on the fence literally <laughs> and um, like the article says there yes there are implications for mental health and people searching for likes and people wanting likes and putting out certain content to just get likes but on the flip side for in the technology of itself Facebook kind of needs a like button or a reaction button to know whether something is relevant whether it's useful whether people want to connect with it and so unfortunately although. I think what it's known for, like, like, oh, I like this. It's not that everybody generally actually likes it. It's just a kind of, I've seen this, I've recognized it. And I think it's, it's the attention mm. button. It's like, I've, gave it, I've given this it, attention. Yeah, there were, there were several parts to this article which were interesting. And the one thing that I hadn't really considered and I hadn't really talked about on the show before was this idea that, that now, um, this idea that just because you've liked something means that your friendship with someone is solid. And it's like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> We're still friends. And it's like, but have you actually made any effort with that person that, whatsoever? That's actually a good point because that's what the article was saying is that nowadays you can kind of like get away with not having to speak to your friends. But if you've liked one of their pictures of on a holiday, it's kind of like, well, I've kind of given you a high five virtually. So we're still in touch kind of, but not in any actual mm-hmm. depth of a friendship, basically. And there's just so many aspects to the like button that I really hate, like really hate. Like there's the whole guilting people into liking shit. And mm. because because the problem is is the the, the formula's <laughs> fucked right because can we have like some are we going to have some sound effect for incoming rant <laughs> it's got to be done we should no but some sort of siren no this isn't maybe this is going to turn into a rant I never really know when a rant's coming though that's the I problem. feel it I feel it <laughs> you can feel it it's bubbling <laughs> uh, no but like the whole thing is fucked right because um the problem is is as you kind of rightly said, the like button from Facebook's perspective is not about whether or not people like it. Because the like button from Facebook's perspective is uh, we want to keep people on our platform for as long as we possibly can. Therefore, the more people that like something, the more people we're going to show the thing that's been liked, right? Because then they're more likely to consume that content, which means they're going to more likely stay on the platform. So then more people see the thing that's been liked, which means then... Uh, the people that don't like, let's say it's a, a I don't know, a, a life milestone thing. If you people get really pissy if you don't like their shit, like people get really pissy. They're like, you haven't liked my thing. Like 
I have a friend, bless her. I love her to bits. She's great. But she, she had a moan at me once because she tagged me in a meme and I wasn't liking the tags. I'd see it and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's good. But I wouldn't like, she's like, well, no you, need to like you need to like that I've tagged you in the meme. I'm like, well, so why? I know I've that you it. found it funny, yeah. Yeah, she's like, well, if you don't like it, then I don't know if you liked it. Like, as in actually liked it. And I don't like, it, actually her angle was more kind of like, I don't, did I, I, feel, I feel underappreciated. Did, did I embarrass myself by tagging you on this? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So now I make a point of liking every time she tags me in something. And now with everyone, if I get tagged in, I have to. Sometimes I don't. I think the other day I didn't react to your one, but I did see it. But then you didn't. It was not like, yeah, I'm sure I didn't cause you any. You just don't appreciate me. <laughs> you just, just say it, Wayne. If you, I'm, I'm, if I'm, 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 I'm here. Because I can tell why you were passing. It's in the diary. Yet. I'm not here because. My lack know. of appreciation for that meme you tagged me on. Yeah. My thing I wanted to ask you is, do you ever get funny if you post something and then nobody actually likes it? Do you know what? Do you? Do you? I do. Yeah. And sometimes I have the question, me. should I remove it? Right. <laughs> yeah. There is a part of me where I go. You know when you feel like you've seen something and you're like, yeah, that's really good. You put it out there and it's, not, it's just dust at the bottom of your... <laughs> you're like, has the algorithm removed me from what I've just... Has, is nobody seen my stuff? Has everybody hidden me? <laughs> The worst thing, it's particularly bad. I do it more on Twitter, actually, than anywhere else. Like, because Twitter's <laughs> like where you're trying to be like a little bit quippy, a little bit funny, a little bit whimsical. And then I'll post something. I'm like, that's really funny. Yeah. And then like Can't wait half an hour ago and nobody's liked it. Nobody's retweeted it. I'm like, wait. And then, then the anxiety kicks in. I'm like, you question yourself. I'm like, A, was that funny? B, who have I just offended? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the two criteria I'm more, I'm more on the offended I've definitely offended someone if, if I found this hilarious no one else did I offended someone this is bad is, could this be too far and then you delete it yeah. pretend it didn't happen I think I did it the other day actually I think I deleted it I was like Oop, oops <laughs> that's the only part of the like that I can see there being a little but it kind of proves the point right because mm. that's that's anxiety inducing because you're like shit if I offended people mm. you know and that's kind of the point plus and this is kind of the reason that I want the like button removed is the narcissism that comes with it mm. like it's gross i was listening to a podcast uh, earlier and they were talking the host was kind of saying and i was like i kind of wanted to go yeah fucking preach dude but i was kind of stood on the platform should have done it that would have been hilarious so it would have been weird <laughs> and then i probably would have offended someone um but he was kind of saying like at what point did we get to like the place in society where people now assume that when they've gone to see a film that they're so original and so quirky and so hipster that they can be like just in the trailer for that film meh like we're supposed to be like oh my god you're such an innovator of creative thinking because you didn't like that trailer and it's kind of like, yeah, why do we care if you think meh? If you think meh, don't fucking say it. The keep, only reason keep you're your saying meh, to yourself. meh, exactly. The only reason you're saying meh is because you're going to get somebody go, yeah, I think meh too. And then like it. And then that's, that's the rant. There we go. There was that's the rant. The rant. I, I didn't, I'm going to have to put the alarms in there. There's a lot of editing I've got to do now. There's like but double. It, but it winds me up though. It grind, why don't we call that section what grinds <laughs> Wayne's, Wayne, Wayne's gears? Yes. And we just have this we weekly please? grinding of Wayne's gears. Although the problem is, is I never know when it's going to, I never know well, when it's going to Well, you always appear. deliver. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> we should just have a sound of grinding gears just in the yeah. background. And to wind you down, I guess we should go on to the next section. Well, no, 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 not yet. Not oh, yet. Oh, here yet, we not go. Yet, not yet. Because I want to know what you think about the narcissism side of... 
I just don't get involved in it. And I think if people are looking for those likes, then I feel sorry for them. And I feel like right. I want to give them a virtual hug and say, ah, oh, in a very unpatronizing way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just pat their head. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can see the people that are good doing the like farming and they want it. So I'm just like. Like farming. Yeah, I like that. So. I, I like that. See, you would give me a thumbs up. If I would I give just... you a thumbs up if you like like farming. Exactly. So. So I just get really passive aggressive now and I, I just share uh, satirical articles. I've noticed. <laughs> and so, I think your one today didn't get any. When I looked at your one today that you shared <laughs> about the homeless person, nobody liked it. But that was about like farming. Uh huh. That was about like and farming. I was going to like it, but I thought to keep the trend going, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> It was great. It was the most passive aggressive thing and, I've ever But done. then it makes me... Do you know what? Because I don't want to like it because I don't want people to that to be the first cue that everybody else should like it because I think it's so... They're so bizarre. People can't... Don't, they don't know whether it's true or not. Yeah, do you get so, what I'm saying? So people don't know if it's a serious article yeah. or not. And and because you've told me about this site where they do these sort of... Uh, Daily Mash or News Thump, if you don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Check them out on Facebook. Um, and Wayne always shares these articles and I think it confuses so many people because they look so serious. Yeah, it's 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 satirical reporting. So it's uh, news reports done on a blog post, but as if it's legitimate news. But yeah. they're basically just ripping the piss out. And that's of why it. I think people don't actually comment or engage with them because I think Facebook's <laughs> too shallow for that, and you'd actually have to think about what's going on. I love it. I get such a kick out. Of I, 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 I can imagine you like with the the status bar. You put that that link in, you hit post, and then you just giggle to yourself. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst it's it's my way of just sticking a middle finger up to everyone. Whilst all your whilst finger. all your little Facebook minions just look at people. What's going on here? What's Wayne up to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy it satisfies you. The, Maybe you should like your own posts. <laughs> the the news article that I shared that we're talking about. Uh, the headline was words to the effect of um, homeless man confirms that his conversation with millennial will end up on Facebook later today. <laughs> 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 you loved it. Yeah. I think I think you should actually just like yourself on Facebook. I think you could be you could <laughs> you could be your ideal friend on Facebook. I'll be my number one. Just fan. create like the AI bot of yourself oh. who to be your friend, Jesus. and that's it. You'll have a whale of a time. <laughs> <sighs> that I think that article just sums up what I think about Facebook likes and shit. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. Perfect place to move on. Okay. Downtime. Downtime. So this is the segment where we discuss things that we're kind of doing that's not work-related. It's not kind of like necessarily... It's just stuff that we're just kind of doing just to enjoy ourselves. (laughs) Can I? (laughs) I would say family show, but with my F-bombs... Yeah, to be honest, you're you're raising F-bombs every week. So, I know, they're getting worse, man. I need to clear my mouth. Honestly, I sometimes have to like give it a little bleep or just play it down. Or... <laughs> so um, should, I, should I say what my downtime's been? Have you, have you got downtime or should I? Um, I haven't had any downtime. Oh, here it goes. Week. Been too busy posting, <sighs> satirical. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is my downtime. I recommend News Thump or Daily Mash. As a bit of downtime. It's great. For me, it's napping. I've been napping like crazy lately. I just love yeah. it. And then I, every time I listen to a podcast that kind of advocates napping, I'm like, fine, then I will. And so about two, three o'clock in the afternoon, just have a little nap, half an hour. I wake up and I, I actually sometimes, the other morning, I no, yesterday I napped. And then I was like, was the morning a dream? Did I actually do all that stuff? 
It actually felt really? like I had a separate day. How long are your naps, dude? My naps are like 30 minutes, but I'm so good at napping that I feel like a total whole yeah, new day. If you do say so yourself. Honestly, my sleep is immense. But I'm a. It's like, what are your skills? I can nap like a beast. I honestly can, and I'm just such a sleep hacker. Like, honestly, mm. I know insides and out. So, how do you sleep hack, sleep hack your napping then? For me, I always just. Because they say, don't they say 20 minutes is meant to be the. 20 to 30 minutes, what I do. I always set an alarm. I always mm-hmm. put on like a podcast because I always do that before bed anyway. I so I think my well. brain's just like listen to podcasts and kind of sl- go asleep, mm-hmm. which probably <laughs> not the best way to use powerful nonsense. But hey, it might work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just find like after I always have like my really productive mornings. So mm-hmm. my mornings are always busy, lots of stuff getting done. And usually it means I've got most of the stuff out of the way in the morning. And then after that, and because I've had like a cup of coffee, which means I'm buzzing. And I usually always have this little crash after coffee as well which is kind of natural anyway and then when i'm having that crash from the coffee i'll go have a little nap and then that nap just gives me a whole napping ritual thing i do have a proper little rich i just know when i'm in the ideal napping zone and i just get in and it just gives me that little energy again to start again so um when do you normally nap what's your normal what's your time time? probably like three o'clock yeah that's kind of my slump as well that's just a nice little nap you've had you maybe had some lunch difficulty for me I'm in the office. <laughs> you just pull up a little. What what would what tips would you give to for office to average Joe? <laughs> Probably talking not. talking. You know, from the point of view of <coughs> someone who I don't think doesn't it's have an office other than their home office. You're screwed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you. Hold out till the night because you're not going to be napping. <laughs> Unless you're in one of these little... Don't have a coffee. Yeah, unless you're in Because the crash these... will be insane. No, have more coffee, and then you will not have to crash. <laughs> Just don't stop drinking yeah, coffee. Yeah, exactly. Drown yourself in coffee. That's my advice. <laughs> unless you work in one of these, like, funky offices where you can get in, like, a little tube and just sleep or something. Yeah. But nobody has that available. But, yeah, napping. Big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Do more of it. It's actually good. Do you feel completely revitalised? Yes, most of the time I just feel like, mm, okay, I literally feel like I've got a second day in my day. I'm like, did that all happen this morning? Did that actually happen? And it's just... Oh. So you're basically doubling your lifespan. Not really. Cause you're same, giving yourself two days in one. I feel like I'm waking up with like a new vibe, like it's another day. I think mentally it yeah, makes you feel like another day. you're a morning person, so I know. it might not work quite so well for the night owls. Maybe not. I don't think napping's for everyone. Some people feel like terrible after a nap. But that's when they're supposedly having too long of a nap, right? Because... After a 20-minute nap, I feel great. Goes to 21 minute. You feel like death. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I, love the- I love those memes that people share on Instagram. It's like, had a nap, and then when you wake, when you wake up after a nap, and it's these most like, messed up pictures of people, like, totally their hairs everywhere, like, what year is it? <laughs> I've not seen those. Check things. out napping memes. Oh, my God, they're hilarious. Uh, I, I, I'll tag you on one and yeah. just we'll, recognise we'll, we'll it. Will you recognise it? Will you? We'll have to link some in on the uh, show notes. Wicked. <laughs> okay, right. So we got another cool news story. I was, re- I was reading this and I kind of knew a little bit about this, but actually I, I didn't realise it was quite the same epidemic that it I think was. me and you had this conversation about, the, again, one of those moments where we've spoke about it off the podcast yeah we have actually about oh, vr right. we were talking about this about vr you are, although this isn't quite vr but it is but it would lead the, into the, VR, the concept was yeah, yeah yeah exactly go on you do the break so this it, this has now got to the the ex the extent that the bbc are now reporting on this and it's kind of been bubbling under the surface for a few weeks now but i think it's become kind of like a mainstream thing now hmm. which is uh we, we're gonna go r-rated uh deep fake porn Mm. So basically the concept behind this is that um, 
there's some technologies and some software that's available to people online where you can basically upload loads of people's faces. And obviously celebrities have so many pictures online and then this software will allow you them to superimpose those faces onto anybody pretty much. But it's like 3D, right? Yeah, 3D, literally. Because they compilate all the pictures yeah. to get a 3D model of the face, right? Which means that, and obviously online, and I think it uploads about 100, you can upload up to 100 or 1,000 pictures and it will basically break down to create a 3D model of a face. It can superimpose it. And the big fear, number one, is obviously porn. People are using like celebrity faces and putting them on porn, people in porn. The other thing people are worried about is that actually fake news. What if you get... You can mm-hmm. superimpose someone's face on someone else saying something that people don't agree with. It goes viral on Facebook. People like it. Oh, my God, can you believe this happened? Mm-hmm. But um, we, were, we were speaking about it before in terms of VR. Like, imagine nowadays people, a lot of people have their Facebook accounts open. What if suddenly you could just download all of someone's pictures off their Facebook, upload this software, and suddenly... You can then have access that you can have that person's face on someone in a porn. Yeah. You could share it around. You could ruin that person's mm. life in some ways if people mm. start believing it's real. And the thing is, these look so real. That's why they call it deep fakes because because it's based on photos yeah. as opposed to somebody sat on a computer. It's no little green screen model done. It literally the software's so good. It's like mm. seamless. It looks like that person. And so yeah. there's a massive sort of ethical dilemma. The good thing is, and actually there's some news actually which is today, but you probably won't know it till later. Obviously, but as we're recording reddit just um banned all of these there was a whole section on reddit for this kind of porn Did it really? they banned it twitter have banned it and a lot of the people have banned it but actually i think it's something that probably won't be able to be like you stopped. won't be able to police it that's the problem um yeah. and and this is <clears throat> i i mean i just want to clarify this is technology that is being widely used right now you've probably actually seen it more i think it's like open source in isn't the, it, like? yeah you've probably seen it more actually in the nicholas cage videos that are going viral at the minute where Basically, this software is replacing actors in scenes with Nicolas Cage. They're mm. imposing Nicolas Cage's face on the actor um, and replacing, I w- putting him into the films. That's where most people have probably seen it. But it's being widely used, particularly in the porn industry at the minute. And it is, it's quite scary. One thing I was saying, like, imagine, like, with revenge porn nowadays, like, people could fake stuff happening. I was uh-huh. saying, imagine being a teenager nowadays and you could download someone's pictures offline, send yeah. it to a friend and say, look, I saw you sleeping with this person. It can all be faked. Yeah. And so there's a massive... As I say, massive ethical problem there. It's also just you. They look so real. They were like, "How do you know what's real and what's not now online?" And so suddenly that opens up that debate. You've got fake news now. You're going to have actual fake videos. You're it's going to become very, very tough to know what's real or not. Yeah. And we already have that problem online. Now it's going to the video realm, which we thought yeah. you can't really fake. And now well, I mean, I mean, you obviously can. Yeah. But you believe people- it's good. The 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 uh, the problem is more not so much that that it can be faked, more that it is now so easy to fake yeah. stuff. The barrier to entry to creating fake porn videos about someone is uh, like anyone can. Video do it. was one of the more trusted sources. Yeah. If something was video, it was more real than a picture that everyone's like, "Well, that's been photoshopped." But when people see a video, that like, oh, that's real. But now it's showing that actually even video content could be super yeah. faked. So yeah. I think there's a danger to it, and we'll just have to see what happens. But I think it's a yeah, it's a very big problem, and who knows where it's going to end. Yeah, but. it's interesting though, right? Because it's I I was thinking about this on the way here. Um, we've now I feel like this moment is the moment where now really the conversation about technology and ethics is really starting to to gain momentum. Uh, I think back to. Um, the Star Wars film that came out not last not last Christmas the Christmas before not the Christmas just gone so 2016 Rogue One 
they use computer software to recreate uh, the actor Peter Cushing, who died many years ago. But his, he was so integral to the character that they wanted in the film that they decided let's actually they passed they went through all the legal process and actually were like right now let's create him and put him into the film and if you haven't seen the film it's pretty convincing i mean there are moments these the eyes and the mouth give it away um because it's quite difficult to animate those things and make it look realistic because lighting's such a big important part and and you have to fake that to a degree but i mean it's impressive i remember being in the cinema because i'd heard rumors that that was going to happen and i remember being in the cinema and being like holy crap and a huge conversation started happening in hollywood of kind of like well uh, do we now have to start copywriting and protecting as actors our likeness because in 20, 50, they 70 years time. The look they want over somebody else. Yeah, which is exactly what they did. Like they can, they can then create a performance, an artistic performance by someone that wasn't actually by them. That's scary And stuff. completely affect their career. And so then the ethics came. And when Carrie Fisher passed away just over 12 months ago, um, it was around the same time that film came out. And actually then people were going, well, are they just going to CG her into the film that she was supposed to be in that she's now not same like these gigs where they had like they're like oh we'll do Michael Jackson gig and we'll just put him on stage yeah (laughs) and he's like wow like (laughs) but the difference now is is this this sort of stuff is now doable by the average Joe who's got a computer at home rather than Hollywood studios and that's the scary thing because of how many photos you've put up online Mm -hmm. and this is this is where being in the public eye is really going to start to backfire now because the argument could be made, and this is not to say that I agree with this argument by any stretch of the imagination, but you could say, well, these people are in the public eye. This is, it's, it's part, part of, the of the course. Yeah. If you're going to be in the public eye, you've got to expect this sort of shit, which I don't agree it's, with. It's like what they say with people. It's a very dark view to have, but. Yeah. It's just like a newspaper. People are going to put you out there. And mm-hmm. is this the new modern version of it? Right. Well, well, if you're out there, we can do whatever we want with your image. Yeah. And, and the thing with the porn, of course, is that the celebrities are being targeted because they're so unreachable and they're made to look so, they're, particularly women, they are made to be sexual. Oh, they're yeah. sexualized. They're yeah. objectified. Yeah. And so, you know, men have the fantasies that they have and then they, hmm. they can kind of reenact them you know virtual reality porn is a thing now mm-hmm. and um you know people can be fully immersed and and basically trick their brain into believing that they're sleeping with natalie portman or scarlett johansson or whoever you know mm-hmm. and uh that it's quite a scary prospect and i there are going to be a lot of conversations now i think i think this is the kind of straw that broke the camel's back in a way because well, I bet it'll be before long you'll be getting a status at the top of your Facebook feed and say, just to let you know that this can happen to you if you have this many of your images yeah. on your Facebook feed available for everybody. Yeah. Check your privacy settings. Yeah, check your privacy settings because di- people can create... Well, I, I fun- funnily enough, first found out about this because my housemate texted me because she knows that I'm a big uh, Star Wars fan. I don't know why she texted me this, but it's kind of a bit, I was kind of a bit creeped out that she had texted me this, actually. She was like, did you know that... Um, I've forgotten the actress's name from Star Wars. Uh, 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 Daisy Ridley. She's like, do you know there's a sex tape um, of Daisy Ridley? I'm like, what? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. And then like text me like phones me later. She's like, oh no, no. It turns out it's it's computer One of those fake. fake. Ones, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, we can do that now. Mm-hmm. Like, but she was like, she's like, I've had, just had 
just had a bit of a watch, but I'm not enti- I'm not into I'm not entirely sure whether it's fake or real. Mm. And I was like, oh crap. Like yeah. that's crazy stuff. But like you say, that's where I think there has to be some sort of step in of this sort of ethical. That's the kind of, that's the question though, isn't it? It's like the whole web is like, well, does someone step in and say, well, that's allowed and that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. It, it's a tough one, but it's, does the government step in and say, okay, this is completely against, this is banned. Where are these borders? Who's putting those sort of. Well, technically my understanding is that from a, uh, almost copyright perspective it is not legal because you're using someone's likeness without their approval mm-hmm. and my understanding is that someone's likeness is the the sole uh copyright of the person whose likeness it is like with the peter cushing example with star wars they did actually have to go mm-hmm. to his family well not his family because he didn't have any family left but go to his estate and ask for full permission to do it unfortunately i don't think the web is going to be as ethical no but the point is is technically i think it is already illegal to do it Mm -hmm. but the problem then is well how do you fucking police this shit exactly i mean we can't police everything else that goes on on the web yet let alone freaking and the problem with all this shit is you take one video down somebody else uploads it and that's the problem that a lot of these copyright holders for various things that are trying to stop things from being pirated on the internet uh they end up giving up on the battle because they just can't win because as soon as it's up there once, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cool. Interesting, interesting debate interesting. to have, yes. Yes. Uh, so, are we going to have time for your favourite failure? No, I think we'll leave that no. one. So, we're going to move on to another new segment, which is this week Millennials Killed. <laughs> This sort of section's on the lines of a lot of the time when I get like alerts of like what millennial news is going out there, there's always a subject of what millennials have killed next. And so I thought that'd be quite a funny little segment to stick in there. And this week it's Costco. Yeah. So I, I didn't get really opportunity because I didn't see this until this afternoon. So I haven't had opportunity to read this article. So you're going to have to guide me through this. I'll give you the lowdown. It's pretty yeah. basic to be honest. Basically Costco are super worried because a lot of their customers are not millennials and they are thinking, Oh, oh. they're like, Oh shite. We're going to go out of business when these lot die because <laughs> and they're saying millennials are becoming a huge part of the market now yet no millennials shop at Costco. And so Costco are freaking out. And I think the whole, problem they're having is well number one amazon is obviously a massive danger to everyone yeah another thing is nobody wants to bloody sign up for a membership before they can even get into a shop and so i think costco have realized oh shit we've got so much friction before we can even get someone in our shop Mm. we've got to sort that out and i think what costco are missing out on they've probably done great for many years because parents tend to be more sort of like practical and think oh let's stock up on toilet roll and whatever else you they don't buy. need to stock up on shit anymore exactly you can press a button on your fucking fridge and you can have shit delivered the next day exactly and so that's it you just push a button where parents are like yeah we'll stock up to save money and we've you know all that extra space we've got millennials are like i can't how am i gonna fit this toilet roll in my one bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah space <laughs> unless, is a commodity, unless right? i double it up as a bed com- it's, it's <laughs> yeah precious i mean if unless I double it up as a bed, it's not very practical. Me having like forty-five fucking toilet rolls <laughs> in my bedroom—that is your mattress. Yeah, and, and how do I explain my bumper pack? Like, of sorry, condoms? sorry, love. Can you can you just roll over just a bit whilst I just pull the yeah. loo roll from yeah, underneath? How, how, you? Do, how do you explain your bumper pack of condoms? Like four hundred and seventy-six <laughs> in a pack. You're like, um, oh yeah, and I've also got a fucking industrial pot of lube. Like you just. <laughs> 
I, I think millennials are against the the huge. I mean, there's other items available. Like uh, to be honest, my, my parents uh, shop at Costco, and maybe they're hiding it well, but <laughs> I've not seen an industrial. Probably, 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 probably for the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I haven't seen that, but I just don't really or think that's ri- what people go to Costco for. Sized. I don't know what Costco you've been to. Oh, maybe I'm getting to the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> or ridiculously sized like bags of crisps that are like yeah. instead of 24 pack, they're like 262 pack and stuff like that. A and box I think of 120 Freddos. Yeah, exactly. The whole the whole shebang. And so I think Costco are doing trying their hardest to kind of mm. entice the millennials, and I think their number one starters actually will deliver it to you, which is kind of obvious. So I think again, all it comes down to is these companies need to understand that millennials want things that are frictionless, quick, easy, practical, no messing about. I don't want to be queuing up in store with these humongous trolleys they have as well. Everything is just on steroids in that place. It's all just huge. You've got to carry a huge amount of stuff. You've got to have a huge card to get it home. It's just not worth it. Well, that's the main friction for me because I'd love to shop at Costco. Because I think it's really a really cool idea. Because um, the prices be, are really good as well, right? What would be cool is if you could buy it, as in like you bought the stock, but it stays there and they just send it out as and when you need it. So Amazon. Exactly. But maybe you get the economies <laughs> of scale that you've purchased a bulk of it, mm. but they've just holding it there for yeah. you. I mean, i got to say, I, I, I signed up to Amazon Prime just before Christmas because mm. I was waiting because I didn't want to pay seven ninety nine a month just to have next day delivery. Right. But I, so I was waiting for the Amazon prime app to come up on the Apple TV and they mm. finally launched it. So I was like, right, it's time. So I signed up for that. And I tell you what is the best fucking thing I've ever done. I you use got- it more for the next day delivery than I use it for the thing that I actually wanted it for. Mm. Even Amazon fresh today said to me, Jim, why not do your shopping and you can get those Valentine's roses, Valentine's day roses delivered for free. I was like, Oh, spend 40 pound, get some roses. Treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Lisa, that's how, that's where he got your roses from. Yeah, free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> what a romantic. Yeah. <laughs> 13 years they've been together, guys. 13 years. There you go. You've got to find the uh, discounts and the freebies. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I'm the single one. Fucking this world. <laughs> <laughs> Value is based on perception. <laughs> right, yeah, sure. Well, she knows now she's listening. No, nah, she don't listen. <laughs> Which is why she's getting free roses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the I think Amazon Prime is a big threat because, I mean, Amazon, I do all my Christmas shopping on Amazon now. All of it. Every single present, bar one this year, was bought from Amazon. And the only reason, the only reason I didn't buy it from Amazon was because it was out of stock. There you go. Um, every, other, every other present was ordered on Amazon gift wrapped so i didn't have to worry about that because i have to travel home to birmingham so i just had it all delivered all gift wrapped to my mum and dad's house um so all i had to do is just unbox it all when i got home stick it under the tree job done let's hope next year it just make based on and it was on next day delivery so i didn't ha- i could i wasn't panicking it could be last minute it's, yeah it's perfect for it was great it was great. And next now... Next year we'll suggest it. will be like, oh, last year you bought this for dad. Maybe socks this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, auto-deliver. And now that I'm on Amazon Prime, I'm kind of like, oh, I need some like new toothbrush heads for my toothbrush. Get it tomorrow. Yeah, that'll arrive tomorrow. Huh, I need uh, some uh, soap for my hands ordered. That will come <laughs> tomorrow. Um, oh, that book I quite... Yeah, I'll have that tomorrow. And then I'm like, ooh, get something tomorrow. And and just there's there's that... 
They've mm. kind of got that gift reward thing because everybody still loves when they get post, even if they know it's a bill. I still, and every, <laughs> anytime a letter comes through my front door, I'm like, oh, what's this? And then I'm like, oh, it's a bill. Mm. But I have that moment, that I brief don't, moment. I don't, I don't think I have that. I have that brief moment. I have that brief moment of, oh, for God's sake, I have to open all these packages and now I need to take them all to recycling. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like. Amazon sort your packaging out. Balmily, Costco, need to understand, like Wayne said there, Prime, next day, instant. We want it now. We want it quick. We are entitled millennials who want our we, deliveries we, as, far as, as quick as, as possible. As far as deliveries go and shopping go, we're fucking entitled to fuck. <laughs> so, I'm proud Costco. of it. I'm proud of it. Because, to be honest, it should be that easy. And? At this, at this day and age, with the technology we have available, it should be that easy. And we're busy. So Costco we just got complacent. Yes, they are doing the blockbusters effects. They're taking yep. so long that before long, people will be like, why am I going to come to you? Waste half my day, sit in traffic, sit mm-hmm. in a queue, have to pick up some humongous boxes. Not worth it. I'll just get it off Amazon mm-hmm. next day and I could be out and it'll come to my house sorted. So for all those entrepreneurs, business owners out there, let that be a freaking lesson to you. Just because you're making the money now doesn't mean in five years' time you're going to be making the money. And, like, I've I've actually seen over the years, over my lifetime, I've seen quite a few businesses go out of business just because they've been like, oh, yeah, well, people are buying our shit now. I mean, they'll die next year, but they're buying our shit. And it's like, yeah, but what happens when all of them die in, like, five years? Mm-hmm. Have you done anything to get the younguns in? And they're like, well, no. But, you know, the oldies are buying. It's like, oh, well, and the, only, screwed, and the, the only, like Gary says as well, the only industry or supermarket or online experience that could actually be better than Amazon and quicker is the Amazon Alexa, is the voice. Yeah. And unless somebody does that better, more frictionless than Amazon, I don't think anybody else is going to compete at the moment. No. Because that's the only next step of being slightly faster than having to go on my computer and order. Because I know at the moment, if I told Amazon Alexa to go and buy me something, it wouldn't be that good. It would probably be the wrong thing. I wouldn't get to see it. Do, do you know what? The... I am not interested in getting an Alexa except for the shopping thing. Mm-hmm. But until they like, nail it down, because at the moment you can that's still the order something tempting. randomly. Whereas I think if there was a way that you could go on your Alexa, program your voice to certain items you want, and then you could order them and it knows, okay, he wants those two, yeah, well, when toothpaste you, you, heads. He you wants basically those program, program soap to Carex. You program... Um, toothbrush heads to whatever like to the brand be or it knows it basically not sponsor yeah. no not sponsored <laughs> yeah. as long as it knows the things that you are likely to order based on you've already looked you've already bought it six times in a row yeah that's the one he wants rather than just pick which at the moment i think it picks randomly so until they build that in where it's very specific based yeah. on the evidence but that will be that will be their next thing because they because you can tell by the way amazon are working that it's all about with costco removing voice removing the friction costco voice coming soon yeah they <laughs> can't even it. do deliveries yet so true I doubt, I doubt voices come in anytime soon. Shall we wrap up there? I think so. Oh, I, I don't know how you felt, but I felt like we were just going 100 miles an hour then. It did feel pretty quick, yeah. but it, it was nice though. It felt be like interesting the pace... to listen back how fast I was talking. I Rapidly, like I was... Which, is, <laughs> which is surprising for this hour as well. I know. It's that tea. What did you put in that tea? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> You'll be passed out soon. You won't, you won't feel a thing. I won't even remember the episode. <laughs> You're going to go into a deep nap. <laughs> cool. So we will wrap it up there. Please do let us know how you feel about us segmenting the show. If you have any ideas for any segments, let us know. If you want to like edit a little bumper slash what's the... I can't remember the terminology. Sound effect, do you think? Yeah, jingle thing, then please send it over. Um, 
at pn underscore podcast on the Twitters. If you want to do it by email, Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or gem at powerfulnonsense.com, spelled C-E-M. Uh, and please leave us a review because yep. we've been doing this now for four years and we still don't have enough reviews to reflect that. So um, <laughs> if you could just, you know, henceforth with the reviews, that'd be great. Gets it up there in the ratings, gets more people listening, and that's good. Makes us happy. Yeah, makes us very, very happy. Um, that's it. So thank you very much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. See you later. Thank you.